Hello and welcome to another episode of the Juxt Cast. Today we have an origin story from our new starter, Daniel Mason. We talk about Heart of Closure, which is a conference we've just been to in Leuven. And Malcolm introduces Jinx, the new open source software from Juxt. Hello, it's Friday, it's 5 to 5, and it's time for another Juxtcast with Joanna Antonelli, Alex Davis, Malcolm Sparks, and new member Daniel Mason. I don't know how many episodes we're going to keep this up of new origin stories, but (laughs) Daniel, you've just joined Jux this week. How have you found it? Been good. Yeah, it's been lovely. It's a good start. And you know our kind of tradition on our podcast that anyone who's new gets to explain why they're here and how they got into programming. So do you want to... And give their epic origin story? Yeah, the origin story. Go ahead. Well, so I started programming about six years ago, uh, back at high school. It was hyphen to begin with, mostly, um, under some really good teachers, HTML, CSS, that sort of thing. And then moving on to university, went to University of Nottingham and did computer science there for three years. And I found Jux immediately afterwards. Cool. So a very, very fast introduction to, to Crook, straight out of college, straight into the... Within a month, yeah. Cool. Very good. So unfortunately, you didn't join early enough to, to visit Heart of Closure. We were all back from a conference and we just about caught back on our sleep, I think. Have we, Joanna? Only just, yeah. Yeah, just about. <laughs> So, did we have a good time? Alex, you were, you were there. What was your favourite bit? Yeah, I think it was a, a great conference. I think it was, it was very well laid out, the sort of bits between the talks. Sometimes some conferences can seem very only focused on ramming a load of talks into you and you can sort of not have that much time to recover. But yeah, there, there was activities and there was sort of meetups in Belgium, this town called Leuven which is a very, very nice town, actually. I'd not heard of it before, but plenty of historical monuments and nice-looking buildings on waffles, of course. Um, my favourite part, maybe maybe the ice cream. <laughs> 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 they, they, they did have some fantastic ice cream. Um, but also the talks. I liked quite a few of the talks. So I think my favourite talk was by Martin Truens, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. He's um well he used to be a lawyer and then I think he I think he was a programmer in his spare time or something. Um and anyway he noticed how at his law firm there were so many lawyers who would all their job was like one of their main jobs was just to compare the differences between two documents and highlight the differences and then com- finish the contract and they would print them out and put the two sheets of paper next to each other and just sort of go through and <laughs> do the difference. And I can imagine as someone who has done a bit of programming, you would start to go crazy watching that. But he went a whole step further and he just quit his job and he spent three years of his life at home with <laughs> sort of in a, in, a, in a cave as a man with a plan um, writing this software which completely sort of solves this problem and moves or the idea is to move away from word and move away from this sort of proprietary general purpose text editing software that no one really knows how to use properly and give them some actual tools 
I, I don't know when the talks will be available, but I think it was a, an interesting story. At yeah, least. yeah. Just keeping on that because I, I mean, I, I, I really loved that talk as well. And I, I, um, when we started Juxt, we actually got a lawyer who we wanted to do all of our stuff on GitHub and with pull requests. So we got a lawyer who was able to get, send pull requests and make text edits to our textual contracts. But then we realised that actually that's not most lawyers everybody else uses microsoft word and so i've had that situation of having diffs or uh, printing out microsoft word and you know having to go through at night diffing them and it's torturous and it is a graph and all these kind of lawyers are actually dealing with copying and pasting snippets and building blocks and they are building just like you know thinking about it as code so i'd love to talk to martin about maybe Kind of using this software in in Juxt for our contracts, I'd love to do that. I right. don't know if he's, yeah. you know, but um, yeah. hundred thousand lines of uh, of code though that he wrote. Enclosure script and enclosure script and enclosure and like thirty to forty percent of it was uh, shared in CLJC files, yeah. which is pretty cool. So Jan, what was your favorite heart of closure talk besides so, your own? Well, so I didn't have a favorite talk per se. I I enjoyed pretty much all of them. It was my first conference that I'd been to, very new to the closure community, and it definitely wasn't what I expected. I thought, in a positive way, I thought that all conferences, oh, you're going to go and there's going to be people selling things and pushing things on you. They're not going to be interested in talking to you if you don't have anything to give. Um, But it wasn't. It was really welcoming. It made me realize how lovely the closure community is how warming it is and it's really inspired me to just carry on learning carry on finding things out because there's always things so so would you say it's the best closure conference you've ever been to it is by far unequivocally undeniably the best closure conference i've ever been to high praise but that means you have to release this before closure tray otherwise (laughs) (laughs) the joke doesn't work We'll see. I'm very excited to go to Closure Tray now. Yeah, we're going to Closure So Closure Tray is at the end of September. If you haven't got your ticket and you want to see us, why would you want to see us? But if you want to see us... (laughs) I mean, we'll be there. We'll be there. Meet Joanne. Signing autographs. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I I enjoyed um, spending time with our competitors, Defen Podcast, Ray and VJ. We had, you know, some uh, good conversation. I enjoyed speaking with Alex from Grammarly. That's an amazing company, isn't it, Grammarly? Mm, yeah. Yeah, they had a pretty cool idea, I thought, at the conference. They had a, this TV in their booth, which had a QR code, and you could scan it and go to this site where you could complete a coding challenge. And then they had a leaderboard that it, the TV would sort of flick between, showing the top person's um, score on this coding challenge. I thought that was like a really good idea for, for um, a conference stall. And this conference has activities, which were all activities that ran. You could register them. We created our own activities on the website. Um, my favorite activity, I think, was with Martin Klepsch, the, one of the conference or, or organizers. So, Martin, if you're listening, thanks for the conference and thanks for the, the bouldering. Yeah. yeah. What, do, what really did you think fun. of I love it. I love the bouldering. It's really good fun. It's a small gym, about 10 minutes bus ride out from Leuven. Really good fun. Just to get everyone exercising, stretching before the long train home. And was it as good as Milton Keynes' own big rock bouldering centre? Uh, 
Oh, I don't know if Big Rock are going to listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> they might not let me back. It, it was, yeah, the the Big Rock in Milton Keynes. They do uh, rope climbing as well, top rope climbing as well. So there's more there. Um, but being just a boulder focused gym, there were more walls to climb. Yeah. So we're going to have a workouting to Big Rock and continue the trend. Yeah, Milton Keynes yeah. is the. Um Town in UK, we call it the whole home of the code breakers because it's where Alan Turing was in Bletchley, in Gordon Welchman in Bletchley Park. Um, but now it's home of the code makers. That was a little advert from our sponsor there. Joanna, what was your, your I mean, you did your, your Crux tutorial. How did that, how did that go? It went really well. Yeah, we got there nice and early on Thursday. Got there around lunchtime. And from 4 p.m. till about 6, we had a good sort of 20 people come in we talked through, well, walked through the Crux tutorial, did a live showing and everyone got on their laptops and went through it. It was really good. It was really helpful to see people doing it, to see the questions that they had so that I can go back and answer them more clearly. Did you make any changes to the tutorials? Is that anything that you're going to update? There's a couple of things I'm going to update. I haven't done that yet. But for the most part, it all worked fine and and everyone got on. Did you get any feedback? Yeah. Yeah, people enjoyed it. And it went so well on the Saturday, we arranged an impromptu Crux Q&A with Jeremy. So there's enough interest that um, during the lunch or the siesta, Hmm. people missed their nap and they came and asked Jeremy lots of questions. And there was a good crowd, wasn't there? Yeah. That came around. There's one engineering team that actually went live with Crux in the the production system during the conference, which was... Yeah, without us knowing anything about it. <laughs> they yeah, had written their whole app with Crux without asking in the channel or on GitHub or anything. It's yeah, that was a surprise. Yeah. My favourite talk was, um, it, I mean, it was it's a difficult one because this year, the conference is, well, I say this year, it's the first year, but the, com- the, the talks were really, really good. M- much better than I thought. I, I really enjoyed the conference and I wasn't expecting to enjoy it as much as I did because the first conference is always a bit of a you know people haven't got their act together and it's kind of really really hard um but it it was an amazing conference really from that perspective I loved Sarah's talk on SVG and I loved Lisa's talk on the shader stuff which was a I mean it was called fig frag and about using fig wheel to develop shaders which I just think you know from the whole educational value and showing how to build up a sine wave and all the you know, trigonometry stuff she did was just mind-blowing. And and Sarah's talk, similarly, what you can do with SVG, I just, honestly, I wouldn't have believed, unless I was seeing it with my own eyes, yeah. that she was yeah. doing that in a browser. And and I love the, like, the demo she gave where she was generating all of these patterns and animations. Um, and because of the limitations of SVG, sometimes, it, you know, starts to stutter. And she was explaining how that kind of adds to the charm of it. And you're not, you're not making sort of a, a, a precise algorithm that needs to follow a set pattern it's it's producing visual art effectively and she used it to her advantage didn't she the, yeah the yeah. stutters and i thought that was really cool mm. yeah th- those were the standout speakers for me but i think there were some great lightning talks as well oh the lightning talks were fantastic mm. we got connie up didn't we yeah yeah well, she, she was great she did as proud i mean we were very very um yeah, bold over. I mean, she was very nervous about getting up and speaking for five minutes, but when she actually did... You couldn't tell yeah. she was nervous. Yeah. So yeah. she showed her website. If you weren't there, I mean, you might see the video, but she showed her, her website off. She'd built a language in Racket. We, we, should, um, we should explain why we know Connie, I think. 
Yeah, like, I mean, Connie's been coming into Juxtra on a sort of once a month basis for some tutorials and things. We, we, I mean, she lives in Milton Keynes, and we're based in Milton Keynes, so it's but quite. It was it was originally our um, Funk MK meetup group that we sort of run every now and then in Milton Keynes, um, just on meetup.com. We had this little functional um, functional programming group where anyone who was interested in the area could come along to our office and we would teach them, well, show them about functional programming. And we, ex- you know, a few of the people, the sort of people we expected came along, you know, sort of um, professional developers that do other languages like Java and JavaScript or even some like F-sharp or other functional languages. Um, they came along to have a look. What we didn't expect was for an... 11 year old girl to <laughs> come along to our functional programming meetup group um, so connie and her mother donna came along and ever since then we've sort of been off offering to help her out with her little projects and yeah it's been, i mean it's actually she got introduced to closure from closure bridge and went oh, down right. to i think that's um, and john stevenson and and some of the closure bridge crowd that, that did some um you know some meetings in london i think she went down to one of those and so she she wasn't she she fell in love with closure i think is you know she said it was her favorite language i mean she's been writing javascript since about six years old i think and you know it's a, it's an incredible story but really i think what what i i'm impressed with connie is you know she, it's her tenacity and a persistence to get stuff done which is really you know the secret of programming it's not is not about how bright you are. It's not how intelligent you are. It's r- really how can you keep going and uh, and to complete something, even if it's the most frustrating uphill struggle. And I think that's that's what she's got in spades. And and I you know look forward to when you know. Yeah, yeah. And she's she's kind of figured out that you've got to mix it in with your hobbies, right? She's got uh, her interests like Harry Potter and and waffles and cats and all these sort of things that she likes and she's um, integrated them with her um, knowledge of closure by making a, a game where you are a cat and you run around collecting waffles that fall out of the sky. And this is all on her website, connypocky.github.io, if you want to, yeah. to, to look up that website. So, so, so Daniel, when did you start? You started when you were 14? Yeah, thereabouts, yeah. And what? And it was school that got you into it? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I had some really fantastic teachers as well. Um, there was one teacher called Mr. Callow. And he's uh, he was kind of like really supportive and really just, he just made it really interesting. So I, I don't know, I think I've kind of fell in love with it since mm. then, really. That's incredible because I, I don't remember school as having inspiring teachers. And, and often for a lot of kids, they're better at computers than some of their teachers. So mm. it's really great to hear. I mean, computer science was, was quite new to the curriculum at that point as well, I think. I think it was like a year or two old in that school. So people had only just been d- starting doing it like in the last couple of years. So, I mean, I could have missed out on that. Mm. So I'm glad I didn't. No, no. And and it, it's a, there were some really good talks at Heart of Closure around kind of education. Talking of talks, Malcolm, you did a talk at the Crux Night with Funding Circle, didn't you, about Jason Schema? Yeah, that was about a month ago. Yeah. We, we were talking about Jason Schema just in the context of Crux being a schema-less database. What are the options for Schema? On top of it. So have you done anything about that? You were really excited about Jason at the time. I, I got since? more interested in Jason as time's gone by because, it, it, you know, my... I guess when I first compared Jason with Eden, and we love Eden in the closure community, I just had lots of moans about Jason. It's kind of really horrible to author. 
if you forget a comma, it doesn't work, and you can't put comments, which I, I kind of made the point that it's just an awful thing not to let people make comments in their, their data code. But the more I've got into, I mean, I had an experience in a project where we were creating some UIs generated from JSON schema, which was a kind of real epiphany for me, and it worked really, really well. And then, But the, the problem was that we didn't really have any closure tools and tech to to work in JSON schema. So I thought we'd kind of need, uh, there, there are some Java libraries around and there's some closure wrappers, but the Java libraries tend to give you a bit of an object graph and they don't you know, give you the results of a JSON schema uh, validation as a graph of data. They just give you a graph of objects, which isn't the same thing. So I felt there was something lacking and I wanted to write a library. So I've been working with um, Shivek and uh, Sunita um, in Juxt to create a, a closure script and closure library for parsing JSON schema, validating documents and gathering annotations. And that is now launched or is on GitHub now. And we've found it really hard to name it. What have you named it? I think you've come up with something, haven't you? Well, we were, yeah, went through loads of kind of candidates, but we have this constraint in Jux that has to be four letters that made it hard. So we come with a, um, the name Jinx. And Jinx is a word that kind of means casting a spell. So it's about schema giving your JSON document superpowers. And it's also a, a, a recursive acronym. So it's Jinx is not XML schema because it's JSON schema. Excellent. Fantastic. So Daniel, you've been working with us for about four days now. What, yeah, what have you been four doing? days. Um, well, I've been getting to grips with Emacs and Linux for one, because they're both very new to me. Uh, and in the last two days, I've been working on a ticketing system for XT20. Wow, What's that, what has that involved? Uh, well, it was mostly including a, an API from the Stripe website. Uh, and then we also had to include a system for checking if you had a code. Uh, because the currently the tickets are only available to people who had attended Heart of Closure, I believe. Yeah, we've, we're going to do a mail shutout. So if you went to Heart of Closure, you will have got a code in the mail mail out, and then you click on that link, and you'll be you'll be going through Daniel's code hmm. to access the ticketing system. If you want to buy a ticket um, and you don't have a code, maybe get in touch. But if you've got a code, then you can buy a ticket today. Well, that's about all from us. This is Juxcast signing off. Thank mm -hmm. you.